This is the North Georgia Life Podcast. Embrace life where you live. Welcome to the North Georgia Life Podcast. It is Jake, your host. Today's episode, I hope, will encourage and inspire you that a small moment in time can have a huge life-changing impact, not only on your life in a positive way, but literally on hundreds and thousands of lives for the years to come, simply by you taking time to say yes to something that you're not 100% certain what it looks like. Um, So this is actually, it made me think about how, when I was talking with Brian on this episode, it made me think about how I started this podcast. And it was very, it was a, it was my coaching group uh, that I was in. And one of the guys that, that leads the coaching group is, you know, hugely successful in, in his life and business. Um, he said, all great change in your life usually starts with immediate massive action. And I sat there and I thought, you know, there's a lot of truth to that. And within 24 hours, I had ordered the podcast equipment that I did not know how to use, um, was trying to figure out how to get all of this set up between the editing, the recording, the music, all of these different things, you know, but it was all from the heart of, I want to make life better for people in our community, in the North Georgia region. And I think this is a tangible way that makes sense in our culture. Uh, to do it, uh, m- meaning, you know, people are listening to podcasts, they're, they're you know, doing these sorts of things uh, on the weekends and on their way to work and that sort of thing, and it's going to give people exposure to not only tell their stories about what they're doing and why they're doing it and where they came from, but it's going to uh, hopefully build an affinity uh, to, to those organizations, and especially nonprofits like this. One of the things I love about Sleep in Heavenly Peace, which is the focus of today's episode, is they have chapters all around the country, uh, multiple chapters here in Georgia, and they're they're somewhere close to you. And a lot of us don't even know what it is or that they exist. And when you hear the story about what they're doing and how impactful it can be in keeping a family together, like what greater thing can you offer our community than a few hours on a Saturday uh, or donation here or there to be able to say, I can't do everything, but I can do something to help families in our community stay together. And I have become increasingly aware of this organization over the last year. Um, our office, so our office, my real estate office, I work out of a Keller Williams office. Uh, we have a uh, nonprofit leg of our of Keller Williams called Cares for Kids, which part of what I love about Keller Williams and what they they do to be active in our in our community is Cares for Kids. Every office has their own uh, Cares for Kids ambassador within the office, um, but we we raise money throughout the year and do things that are in our local community for children. So some of it, like this time of year, is backpacks. Uh, there's you know Christmas presents and all sorts of different things uh, throughout the year that most of the time nobody knows about, and that's not why we do it, but it gives us a a tangible means of doing an outreach specifically to help kids in our 
local community. So all the money raised um, in, in what we do goes to directly impacting our local community and the children in our local community. And Sleep in Heavenly Peace is very much uh, is very similar to that. I actually found out about a month ago, one of our fall events is coming up, I think, in October well, with Sleep in Heavenly Peace. So our office, so I'm actually going to see Brian in about a month or so, uh, our office is um, working with Sleep in Heavenly Peace to build beds and distribute them in our local community. And I can't wait for it to get here. Uh, I am certain that when you hear the story of how this all came to be and what they do and why they do it, uh, I hope that for those of us who know people who are in uh, whatever season of life, whether it's a season of life where they're they're prospering financially or they just have time or they want to do something instructive with their family on the weekend for a few hours, that you can become involved in something like this that really is providing one of the basic gifts that we can all have, which is our families staying together. And when it's something as simple as a bed that can be the result of a child being taken from their family or being able to keep that family united, it doesn't get a whole lot more simple than that. So with that, we'll get started. Thank you for all of you who are sharing this with your friends, family members, coworkers, people, neighbors, people in the area. Uh, the, the audience is growing every episode, and I'm grateful for that. Um, you know I'm not selling anything on this, so I'm just doing this to try to make our community a better place to live giving you access to people that are making our communities extra special. And this is no exception to that. So you know how to find us online, Facebook, Instagram, North Georgia Life Podcast. You can email us uh, any suggestions for future episodes at North Georgia Life Podcast at gmail.com. And I've got a couple, I'm still trying to firm up dates, but a couple really like amazing stupid fascinating <laughs> amazing stupid fascinating that should be on a t-shirt um episodes coming up here in the next few weeks so uh, stay tuned with that we'll get started with sleeping heavenly peace and brian buckwald welcome to the north georgia life podcast it's jake your host and today's episode is going to be uh, in my opinion it is one of the best kept secrets that is in our region and and probably because it's not just in our region uh, this would be something that you could connect people with that live outside of our North Georgia region that have an interest in serving others in a in a unique and tangible way um, and in other states. So this is not just a, for lack of a better term, mom and pop nonprofit. Uh, this is an organization that is uh, in multiple states, and we're going to tell you a little bit about the story. So without further ado, we are with uh, Brian Buckwalter, who is the chapter president, the Gwinnett chapter president of an organization, a nonprofit called Sleep in Heavenly Peace. And if you rewind almost a year to listen to the episode with Gene Rector with Promise 686, Gene talks about this organization and their partnership with Promise 686. So if you want a, a little bit of, of a blast from the past, but a really good story as well, you can go listen to Gene's story from last fall on Promise 686. But uh, Brian, thanks for your time. So you and I have a little bit in common because we're both, as I call, transplants. Yes. <laughs> we're not Georgia natives. We both actually grew up, uh, oddly enough, very very close by in the southeast Pennsylvania area. So we've been here for a while. 
and uh, tell us a little bit about how you got to Georgia to begin with. Oh, well, I mean, it's a, it, I got uh, to Georgia by way of New York, by way of Washington, D.C., by way of California, <laughs> Japan, Afghanistan. So I'm actually active duty military. I'm okay. uh, active duty Marine Corps. I've been serving for the past 19 years, and Georgia is where the Marine Corps told me to go, and that's, where, that's how we got here. So okay. we've been here about two years now. Um, and and finishing up uh, finishing up my last my last duty station here. Okay. And just out of curiosity, what made you join the Marine Corps? Oh man. So I was going to college mm-hmm. in 1998 and made it through maybe about a year and a half, and it just wasn't for me at the time. Mm-hmm. So I wound up dropping out, moving back home, back to uh, Phoenixville, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, yep. kind of near where you grew up, and uh, I just was I needed to do something to. be a catalyst in my life and Mm -hmm. I didn't know what that was Mm -hmm. Um, and I just so happened to be taking one community college class in um, and I met a Marine Corps reservist there Mm -hmm. and I just got to talking to him and it had never crossed my mind before believe it or not to to even consider the military as an option but the way he talked about it I went to a recruiter Mm -hmm. in Westchester yep and basically made the decision then that the Marine Corps was what I was going to do. And I thought it was going to be a short-term thing, you know, maybe do four years, and, and, and that would be all I have. And, and, you know, fast forward, it's been the best decision I've ever made. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for your service, I uh, so I don't get sidetracked and forget to say that. So you, you've you just tra- kind of traveled around mm-hmm. with the Marine Corps. You're here in Georgia. At what point did Sleep in Heavenly Peace kind of cross your radar? So... I was sitting on a couch back in October of 2018, just scrolling through Facebook. You know, it was late in the evening. My wife and I were just kind of sitting there and, you know, going through our Facebook feeds. And I came across this episode called of a show called Returning the Favor. Hmm. Um, it's from Mike Rowe, if you remember yeah. Dirty Jobs fame yep. and, and, and De- Deadliest Catch. And he had started a Facebook show called Returning the Favor. And this episode came up. And I don't know what made me really just stop and start watching it, but... It was about this organization called Sleep in Heavenly Peace and mm-hmm. this guy named Luke Mickelson. And, and you know, I jump into this and I just start watching it. And 20 minutes later, I'm sitting on the couch with tears in my eyes, you know, grabbing the tissues and saying, um, we need to do something. Mm-hmm. We need to get involved with this organization. I don't know what it was initially. Maybe it was the fact that they were building things out of wood. And, you know, I like, you know, woodworking as a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, or if it was just the mission of... You know, having children of my own, yeah. realizing that there was realizing that there was even a problem of child bedlessness. You know, that yeah. this fact that there's kids right in our community that are sleeping on floors or piles of clothes or couches or things that are not beds, and realizing that that was a problem and that it was really easy to do something. I, I mm-hmm. turned to my wife and I said, "We're doing this," mm-hmm. I, which surprised me even coming out of my mouth at, right. at first. But um, that's that's where the catalyst was. Um, and, and from there, it just, it just exploded. So something good can come from mindlessly scrolling on Facebook. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> I guess I didn't look at it that, that way, but yeah. <laughs> it's 99%, you know, a complete waste of time. But every now and then. Yeah, if it's, if it's micro, I guess it's, it's pretty yeah. good then, right? Uh, so from, from your life up to that point, was there anything that, other than just kind of woodworking kind of being a hobby, that you're like, you know, that was kind of a running theme in your life where you look for opportunities to to get in and, and help. I mean, or is that just completely out of the blue? It came from left field. It a, a little bit from left field, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm I'm involved. We've been in churches every everywhere we've been. We've been involved with, you know, mission teams and and things like that. But I wouldn't say to any great degree. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, dabbled here and there. And but I think being so transient, I I think I've always had a fear of getting too involved, yeah. um, committing to something and then not being able to follow through. Because you knew you weren't in control of how long you were there exactly yeah. i mean two years and then you know even some of the some of the jobs it just didn't have the time i mean it was just too much demand but um, i think coming to georgia we found this about a year into being here mm-hmm. um and 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 kind of realizing it to be perfectly honest that i think georgia was we we kind of knew at the time that it could very well be where we wound up staying mm-hmm. and this would be my last duty station and before retirement and and I think that almost gave me the permission to allow my mind to wander in that direction uh-huh. and and just be able to say, yeah, we can we can give back. I mean, yeah. so many people have given to us over the years and just poured into our lives. And I think there was just this this trigger of, yes, like God just kind of nudging me and saying this, this you need to do this. Yeah. Um, again, I, I don't think that it was anything that had really been a spark in me before, mm-hmm. but something about the mission, something about just what they were able to do and the immediate life-changing impact that a bed can provide and yeah. realizing that I, I was like we're we're doing this yeah so what was your wife's wife's response she said okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean she looked at me she's she's and, a and what, huge, and what is this yeah <laughs> that well, we are doing now <laughs> she's amazing yeah. uh, my wife is the most supportive person um she has gone along on this this crazy Marine Corps ride. Uh, you know, ever since she she married into the Marine Corps. Right. So, you know, when we got married twelve years ago, you know, she knew what she was getting into. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had every opportunity to walk away, but she embraced <laughs> it. But she has just been. I think she's used to my crazy ideas and just kind of you know spur of the moment thinking sometimes. But she's just hugely supportive, and mm-hmm. and she's a big part of you know the fact that we're even you know off the ground as a chapter. I mean, yeah. she's she's the she she likes to say it. she's the uh, the how to my wow <laughs> so i have this crazy <laughs> idea and then she's the one that actually figures out how to put it together <laughs> that is great uh so so give us a little history on sleeping heavily peace uh how it started it's in it's in how many states now so it's in uh i don't know exactly how many states it might be very close to all 50 but it's in three countries so it's in three the countries. united states canada and bermuda of all places wow there's more than 200 chapters nationwide uh, there's eight chapters right in Georgia, um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it started in 2012 in Twin Falls, Idaho. Mm. Um, Luke Mickelson, who's the the uh, the founder of mm-hmm. SHP, um, was in his garage just doing a service project uh, with some kids, and through you know he had no previous woodworking experience, just found there there was a need and put this thing out on Facebook. Said, "Hey, I have this bed. Does anybody need it?" and Immediately, instead of finding people that needed the bed, he found people just jumping on and being wanting to help out. Mm. And I think almost like, I, I wouldn't say reluctant by any stretch, but what I would almost say is that he fell into this and mm-hmm. realized that there was a need that he didn't realize was there. Yeah. And just said, oh my goodness, there's people in my own community that don't have beds. Yeah. And said, well, we're going to do something about it. It was very similar. Mm-hmm. Um to when we said we're going to do something and it just grew from there i think it started to be very local there was maybe 10 chapters in Mm -hmm. in that region just some close friends of his and um you know wanting to jump in and help out 
And then it wasn't until 2018, February of 2018, when Returning the Favor featured him, mm-hmm. um, the organization exploded I was gonna say overnight. That. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if Mike Rowe comes yeah, in. Yeah, Mike Rowe comes, you need somebody to help field some phone calls. Yes. <laughs> and, and that's exactly what happened. And I think that was the purpose of the show, yeah. of Returning the Favor, was to feature mm-hmm. people that were doing good things that may not have the recognition. Yeah. You know, or the exposure. Or the yeah. exposure. Exactly. I yeah. think that's a better word because, I mean, Luke is – yeah, definitely not looking for, uh, you know, the attention as mm-hmm. much, but he's just so passionate about this. So when when he was featured and highlighted overnight, this this organization exploded. And I mean, that's that's how we got to know about it. And that's yeah. that's sort of how a lot of people, a lot of chapter presidents started hmm. was uh, was thanks to that show. Cool. Uh, so tell us a little about what the what you do on your build days, what the involvement is, because I know for uh, there's there's probably a couple different groups of people but i know a lot of people it is they they hesitate and and ultimately never end up getting involved in anything because of exactly kind of what you described with marine corps always moving around feeling like you're gonna in you're gonna want to commit and get involved but life happens kids you know happen kids get sick you know school i mean right now it's like Pandemic, pandemic, you know, <laughs> yeah. pandemic, just you know, crazy schedules that no one has ever dealt with, and um, and and I think a lot of people that are you know good-hearted and wanting to do things don't want to have that fear of letting people down, and so it stops them from doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, can you share kind of where somebody uh, theoretically, let's say, wants to be involved? What are the levels of involvement? What is the time commitment? Uh, background skills, you know, if somebody's never run a skill saw in their life or something mm-hmm. like that, can they still get involved and help and in, in what capacities and just sh- sure. kind of go through that? Sure. So the great thing about Sleep in Heavenly Peace is, is that each chapter runs independent uh, as an independent chapter. So mm-hmm. everything that we do, our fundraising and all of that stays in Gwinnett County. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's very much this idea that the community comes together to help its own. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the motto of Sleep in Heavenly Peace is, no kid sleeps on the floor in our town. Mm. And, and we take that to heart saying, okay, hey, as a community, we have a responsibility or at least we need to help these kids that are, that are you know, one, we have to make people aware of that there is actually this problem, right. believe it or not, in some very places where you wouldn't even think that there was bedlessness um, to, you know, hey, why don't you help um, either through just doing a bedding drive or actually coming out to a build day. So the whole premise of of what we do is these beds are built. These aren't these aren't things that you buy off the shelf. These Mm -hmm. are beds that are built from lumber that you get off the racket, you know, at Lowe's and 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 the community comes together and and builds them. So we we facilitate that build. We, we help people fundraise, and mm-hmm. then we bring them together to do a build day. So what that would look like is um, a group would come out, and we would teach them. We would say, this is a sander. This is a drill. If you've never touched one, mm-hmm. this is how you put the bed together. Uh, we'll help you run the saw. We'll help you run the drill press, and we'll walk you through this process. Mm-hmm. But when a lot of hands come together to do one little thing, this final product very quickly uh, can be put together without much experience needed at all. Right. So, I mean, I've had, we've done builds with teenagers that have, you know, maybe picked up a, maybe know what a drill is and, right. and to, you know, experienced woodworkers mm-hmm. 
but it doesn't matter. It's it's more the heart. It's more just getting involved and getting your hands on the product. Mm-hmm. So that's one way. Um, you know, I know that, uh, for example, uh, I, you know, we've done betting drives at schools and through Keller Williams and, and all of these just different organizations around where they know that these beds, th- these beds, when we deliver them, they come with a mattress, they come with a bedding, a pillow, everything the kid needs at mm-hmm. no cost. Well, somebody has to provide that. So right. these betting drives are a great way for people to, you know, they're at Target and they see a, uh, you know, a sale on some bedding, picking mm-hmm. it up and dropping it off to us is, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it helps in immense ways. Yeah. Uh, and then the final part, which is probably the most, uh, I guess, I, I, heart-wrenching in a way, mm-hmm. but um, is the delivery. Mm. We, as volunteers, we have to go out and put these beds to, into homes. And I can't do it by myself. Right. And, and we want the community to be involved. They, we want people to see what is going on mm-hmm. and then also to be a part of that change. Yeah. So there's, there's levels of involvement from, you know, just sending in money, don't making a donation to help provide a bed or help provide the materials mm-hmm. to actually getting your hands on to organizing a build day and sponsoring one to, you know, uh, to delivering or providing bedding. So yeah, all, all across the world. Yeah. So, and that's, yeah. So it literally, if somebody is, you know, working in downtown Atlanta, they're working, you know, 70 hours a week. They just don't have time. They barely have time to see their family. They could do something as simple as a monthly donation or cutting a check if they have mm-hmm. a, a big sale or an account closes or whatever. Uh, and and that goes into a, a tangible need in that, in that community. Mm-hmm. And for, a, I mean, I'm helping seemingly a lot of clients in their retirement <laughs> years right now that are, it's like I've got, Young clients, and I've got old clients. <laughs> I want to say old clients, older than me right now clients, because <laughs> sure. I'm getting up there. Uh, but there's there's a lot of people that have, you know, are in the generation, the baby boomer generation, where they have so many, uh, I don't say like life skills, but they know how to build things. They know how to fix things. These are people who know what a flywheel is on a car. They, you know, they worked on their own cars for years mm-hmm. and years. And this is something that, that, I think a lot of people that are in that generation that are that are looking for opportunities to do something constructive in retirement um, and provide, like you said, a, a material and unknown need right in their their community would be all over. That's part of the whole heart of doing this podcast is to connect people that are in those spaces, whether they're just have the, the intent but don't have the time or they have the time and a lot of it <laughs> that, yeah. that, that anywhere in that gap they can they can come and, and plug in with organizations like yours and and do something to really impact uh, our community in a positive way and I think what I gather is some of the the bonds and the friendships and the relationships become the strongest ones that you may have ever had in your life yeah for sure I mean I mean to, to kind of touch on your point where you have maybe not the time but you know you have the the heart you know, three hours on a Saturday is all you need to to change ten kids lives mm. forever mm-hmm. um, I mean a build days typically three hours or a shift is three hours long and you can go in and make significant change but to your other point you know so maybe you know people going into their you know retirement years and everything I, I mean I have a core team that uh, of about 15 volunteers that I can call on just about any time, and they are there to do a build, help facilitate. They're the they're the ones that are the that have the most experience with these build days and help mm-hmm. you know the newcomers understand what's going on, 
or they help with the deliveries at the drop of a hat. I mean, some of these deliveries are emergencies um, that we're, we're, we have 24 hours mm -hmm. before that kid goes into foster care right. to help you know, preserve a family, right. and I can call on them. Um, so, you know, there's there's a couple that are or more than a couple that are just in their their, their retirement years and, mm -hmm. and always just available and ready to help. Um, there's some that are, um, you know, have grown children, so they have a little bit more time on their hands. And then, you know, younger families as well that mm -hmm. it's just it's it's fun to get our families together and build some beds together. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it runs the spectrum. But so back from the episode last year with uh, Gene and, and Promise 686. I, I didn't realize until we had uh, kind of started launching into the, um, the, the different layers of, of foster care and, and support services and stuff like that, that kids can go into foster care for as simple things as not having things like a bed. Mm -hmm. There's not enough good foster homes in every community for, for kids to really be in a, a positive, safe, you know, constructive mm -hmm. place. Everybody wants to be, for the most part, with their family, and and they can be taken from their family for simple things like not having a yeah. bed. So um, when I when she when Jean said that last year, I was like, I had no like no idea like like literally like that's from like Jupiter like I it, not even a concept that that was a thing. And, and but it's a thing. It is, and and I don't think I realized it either. So. Uh Jean, Jean goes to the same church I do, and she introduced me to that program, um, to Promise 686, and, and the care portal that she has in the organization of churches. And the idea and then the, the knowledge that, well, one, that preservation, family preservation, is such an important aspect of the foster care system, so mm -hmm. you don't, I guess, overburden it. Mm -hmm. um, but then it's, it's better for a kid to be in their, their biological home even if it's not the best situation because once a kid goes into foster care it's really hard for them to get out of that loop mm. and so providing something like a bed when i say like you make a tangible life-changing um, uh, impact on somebody providing a bed could keep that family together it could be the one thing i mean a lot of families it's it's not a lot of these families, they just fell on hard times. It's yeah. not that they're bad families or bad parents. Right. It's just bad situations or, you know, they're, they're, they just came on hard times. And, you know, a bed, they're expensive. Yeah. And to be able to provide that need and keep that family together with, a you know, a single mother who's trying right. every single day and is doing everything she can to keep their, their family together. Mm-hmm. I mean, geez, here, here, yeah. here's a bed. It's and like, yeah, what do you do? Fix the car or buy a bed? Right. You know, and yeah. that's exactly what it is. And go fix your car. Right. Or go do what you have to do. Don't worry about this. Mm -hmm. Your your child will sleep well. You will meet that, what they call a tier one need. Mm -hmm. um, and your family will stay together. Mm -hmm. And to think of, I, I, to think about that, to, to walk that out, you know, several years, uh, that could be that moment mm -hmm. that that child, you know, it was the difference between whether they went into a foster care system and, and, and not that it's bad. I mean, they're great families. I mm -hmm. mean, um, you know, my parents were foster parents and we, we had foster brothers and sisters growing up for, for you know, several years and it's, it's great, but I mean, it's, it's hard on those kids. Yeah. And so to keep them there is, I, I don't know. I think it's a big part of, of the foster system mm -hmm. is to, to prevent kids from getting, even right. getting to that point. Uh, I don't know if there's a, um, 
a best story or a, um, something that you think about as kind of you know, like a hallmark moment in what you've done already or, or maybe just in the organization itself? Any of those, uh, because you, you are in our local North Georgia community, mm-hmm. um, that you can share with, you know, obviously anonymous, but um, anything stand out? Yeah. from your own experience well two two quick stories and one is sort of how this whole thing got started if um and then the other one's how it's impacted um families and in, in, in the area when i kind of announced and, and reached out to to our church initially saying hey i need some help mm-hmm. um we were pretty new to the area you know we hadn't been in north georgia all that long we were still getting to know the area and getting to know the people so i i put a call out on facebook once i knew that i had started the application process and said i'm doing this um i put it out there and it was my church family that really jumped on immediately overwhelmingly Mm. um you know i had one friend kevin clement just saw the saw the post and immediately shared it with his his network within Mm. the church and before i knew it you know we had you know Laura Dar and Stacy Diragatis and and you know Todd Randolph and Gene Rector, all of these people from our church just jumped in and said, "How can we help?" Mm-hmm. And and it, without them, I wouldn't have made the initial connections that I needed to in order to fundraise and mm-hmm. to go to the chapter president training and and start all of that. So just to see that small but mighty church of ours, you know, jump in and just surround it and just lift up this organization, mm-hmm. um, even before it was even an official chapter, was just an incredible testament to, you know, God's timing and his, his will for us. And, and yeah. just kind of saying, yes, go, go do this. This is what I, you know, what I want you to be doing. I think mm-hmm. it was really reaffirming in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as we have gone and, and started to do this, I got this call uh, for a bed request from, it was from a school counselor at Baggett Elementary in Lawrenceville. Mm-hmm. And she said, there's this family of four children um, single mother, and they lost everything in a fire in their apartment building. Mm-hmm. And she basically had to start over. And Jeez. can you help out? And she had just learned about Sleep in Heavenly Peace that day. Mm-hmm. So, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and so when she heard about the need and then heard about our organization, you know, one of those God moments for her. Mm. And she reached out, and within, you know, a couple of days, we had beds for her, you know, for this this family. And that alone was just a very memorable experience to walk in and, and see the kids' faces and see the mom, just that sigh of relief that, you know, she had a place for her kids to sleep. But, we, you know, Amber, uh, Amber Fisher, who's the, uh, the school counselor, and I got to talking, and we're both kind of big idea people a little bit, and and I guess that's not a good thing or it's a great thing when two people... It's would, great when you have your wife that's the how yeah. person, right? <laughs> well, we came up with this thing. And my, you know, I told my wife later, I said, hey, so uh, <laughs> we, we got to this idea. Well, if we could do it for this one family, why can't we do it for the rest, mm. you know, within your school? And she's like, let's, wow. let's do this big build. And I have a... Uh, my brother might be able to help out and, 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 and help pave the way for some of this to happen. Which I was a little confused by that comment, but it mm. so it turns out her brother is the general manager of the Suwanee Lowe's. Lowe's has a program, uh, and and by the way, Sleep in Heavenly Peace in the Lowe's National Partnership mm-hmm. is like this massive thing. Wow! Um, so the fact that her brother was a general manager and Lowe's has these hero funds that they can use to do community service projects, um, and she's like, let me talk to him and see if maybe we can organize a little bit of a build. 
Well, mm. 10 minutes later, she calls back. She's like, I got 10 stores on board. Oh, my gosh. Like, how do you, what do you think about doing, um, well, doing a build for our school, but then hel- also helping out maybe some victims of uh, the Hurricane Michael down in Florida? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sleep in Heavenly Peace has a national disaster fund that some of the money can be diverted, you know, can be donated specifically right. to help after in recovery of natural disasters. Mm-hmm. So this became this thing where we're going to build 200 beds on a one day. And we're going to involve four chapters of SHP, wow. and we're going to do it right in the, the parking lot of Bagot Elementary. And we've got a couple, you know, less than two months to plan this, but we're going to do it. No big deal. No big deal. Her brother just jumped in. Her brother, coincidentally, was the first person I walked to and said, hey, would you consider helping with maybe pulling together our tool list? I mean, it's there's an initial outpouring of sure. quite a bit of money right. to get all the tools that you need, drills and, and sanders and saws and all this. And he's like, absolutely. And he jumped right in and hooked us up with, you know, great deal. And in the fact that it all came full circle and then he came and helped really, basically he funded the entire build for wow. 200 bunk bed or 200 beds um, it, to help, again, her, uh, Hurricane Michael victims down in Florida in Mexico Beach area mm-hmm. and then uh, just in our community. Mm-hmm. So we had more than 350 volunteers show up in October. Wow. And we did six hours. We had the chapter from Tallahassee, Florida, drive up and help. We had um, the the Atlanta chap, the, the in-town Atlanta chapter, and then the uh, uh, Etowah Valley chapter of uh, Sleep in Heavenly Peace came out, and they built with us. And it was just a, an unbelievable sight to see just mm. lumber going from these big stacks at one end to yeah. finished products getting loaded into storage units and at the other. And all of those beds were delivered by Christmas. Like we had, wow. we, we kept about 60 and, and nearly all of them were delivered before Christmas. So between the October build and Christmas time, we delivered most of those to those families. Mm-hmm. We had pulled a list together um, from Bagot and from another, uh, from Lilburn Elementary. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the, t- uh, the Tallahassee chapter um, put the beds down in Florida and got those all delivered. So, wow. I mean, in just... Just a couple of people saying, hey, wouldn't it be fun if we did this or wouldn't it be mm-hmm. great turned into 200 kids off the floor. Wow. Mm. Yeah, that's a good story. <laughs> uh, man. Okay, so you've you've been in Georgia now how long? Uh, just over two years. Okay. So not too long, but any favorite places, favorite things to do here in our North Georgia region you guys like to do? Sentimentally, we love Suwannee Town Center. Yes. And, and then Lake Lanier. We live right near the lake, and yeah. we love going to the beach and just walking around there. Yeah. Suwannee Town Center, when I came down to house hunt, um, when I was still stationed in uh, New York State, I was a recruiting uh, a Marine Corps recruiter up there, and we knew we were coming here. So I flew down a few weeks before we were supposed to move, and, mm-hmm. and we had to find a place. And it's it's a process that we go through every move. Mm-hmm. And you know, we sort of pinpointed a lot of research, and we sort of pinpointed the North Georgia area as like where we wanted to be in North mm-hmm. Gwinnett. And I land in Atlanta. I drive up, and I'm staying in an Airbnb like right off the town center. And I mm-hmm. walk into the town center, and I call my wife right away, and I was like, "This is it. This yeah. is the place." Like. It was right when the, the, the blooms were blossoming on the trees yeah. and everybody was out on the lawn just throwing Frisbees around. And, yeah. and it just had this community feel that we've been we've experienced, mm-hmm. but we were craving for this move to Georgia. We were yeah. definitely wanting to be um, 
in a community like that and just realizing like all the trails that came right off of it and mm-hmm. all the events um I, I yeah i called her up right away i said you've got to check this place out this yeah. is awesome yeah. this is what we've been looking for so we've we we go there quite a bit mm-hmm. uh, especially you know when they were doing out, outdoor events and you know the summer concert series mm-hmm. and and um you know the uh, the, the farmer's market we've been to. Yep. Uh, so that, that has had, a, has a special place in our hearts. And then, um, you know, we just you know, love being around the lake. It's mm-hmm. just such a neat place to be, you know, being really close to the beach. Uh, we can be in, in the water in less than 10 minutes. So right, right. we just love being there. <laughs> it's a good, good spot. <laughs> yeah. It's a good spot yeah. to be. Yeah. For those of you who remember the, uh, Nora Lee and the living well GA, uh, market are right there on the corner of the uh, the property on the Swanee Town Center. So just short sidebar. She sends great emails out every week, and there's always new products that they're featuring. It's all local, you know, Georgia-grown uh, small businesses, farmers, stuff like that. So if you're not already on the email list, you should get on that email list as well. So mm-hmm. it's, it's one of the few emails that I get recurringly that I actually look at and, and like looking at. Assuming you stay here in Georgia, mm-hmm. um, which I know is, is the, the goal and the, the hope, the next five, ten years or so, what's your what do you have you had any uh, big idea, big, big big visions that your wife's trying to work out? <laughs> <laughs> the logistics on that. Yeah, she can find me a job. No, um, <laughs> yeah. So in the next five, ten years, I, I think you know, it's it's all in God's hands, but. We we're looking at you know making a transition probably by this time next year we'll mm-hmm. probably be transitioning out of the military and 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 looking to what's next. Um, as of right now, I mean we've we've planted some roots um, in 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 this area. We we bought our first house mm-hmm. uh, in, in here. This is the first time we've ever been homeowners, so we're loving. We we love it here. We mm-hmm. love the people. We love the community. We just we our hearts we're taken by this place. Yeah. And, and, and I think as long as we're, uh, God wants, calls us to stay here, we're going to. And, and I think that, um, you know, SHP is going to be a big part of that. I, 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 Gwinnett County is a massive County Yeah, and there's a massive need. Mm-hmm. And our, my goal is to see us be able to meet that need. Mm-hmm. One, to be, make a, people aware that there's a problem. Uh, more importantly, not, not so much I mean, donations and, and volunteers are fantastic, and I will never turn either one of those away. But I want to find the families that don't have beds. Mm-hmm. And that's everything we do means nothing if those beds just sit in a, in a storage unit. Right. They have to go into homes. And to make people aware that there is a service out there and there's people that are willing to give you a bed with no obligation. Yeah. You know, Just need to raise your hand. Just need to raise your hand and ask for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want that to be known yeah yeah uh, and then to be able to meet that need Gwinnett County like I said is huge and the need I know is huge mm-hmm. we've we've only scratched the surface we've yeah. delivered as of two days ago was our last delivery and we've delivered 99 beds mm-hmm. in in just about a year wow um, and like I said that's just scratching the surface yeah. that's not even putting out that's not even a huge campaign for awareness or mm-hmm. anything like that. That yeah. is just the need that has organically risen from just our conversations. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to go meet that need. Awesome. All right. So we're going to divert for a quick second to lightning round, which is a question before we get into how people find you when the next build is and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Lightning round is a question that has nothing to do with anything. Uh, <laughs> it's just a fun question. So today's because we're in that the same generation and era, uh, I figured you could have a, a, a good insight on this lightning round question. So the question, uh, so the subject is Nintendo Power. 
Now, some of you don't even have a clue what Nintendo Power is, but it was the magazine of all magazines when we were in elementary school. It had it the secret codes, the the uh, the secret places where you know the coins and the weapons and things like that on the video games were. And I never, I never had. We never had Nintendo. We we had Sega at one point. And all my friends that had Nintendo, it was like this club I was not a part of. <laughs> but, um, all right, so uh, which original Nintendo game were you better at? Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, Duck Hunt, or Contra? Oh, man. Probably Duck Hunt. Okay. So I am not very good at video games, period. <laughs> we did have an original Nintendo when I uh, when I was a kid. I remember getting it as a birthday gift from my grandmother. And uh, this is just to show how bad I am at video games. I have admittedly, shamelessly, I have never beaten Super Mario Brothers. I haven't either. Yeah. Like, I think, like, people do speed runs and they can beat it in minutes. And I've never been able to beat it. It's too hard. No. Um, But I used to put the the, the light gun up against the screen and I could (laughs) shoot all the birds. So it was like cheating. (laughs) That's the only way I would say I was better at that. Uh, I I never thought about doing that. We didn't, we didn't, like I said, we didn't have a Nintendo, so it was, Duck Hunt was always, all, all of these games were always at someone else's house, so I never got good enough at them, and, and obviously, you know, uh, Nintendo is proprietary to Mario, so I, <laughs> yeah. I never did have Mario to be able to practice enough to beat it. Um, I could usually only get about three or four people in on Mike Tyson's Punch-Out before I got yeah, you know, smoked, exactly. and, um, and Contra was one of those, I would get further playing with friends that had it and knew what to do but if you're some of you are already ahead of me right mm-hmm. here you know you know what the code was to get was it 30 or 40 lives or whatever 30 lives yeah. up so. up down down left right left right <laughs> ba start <That's> right. <laughs> like that is the magic of the human brain if you will <laughs> there's probably a good uh, several good life lessons if you just uh, practice on repetition if nothing else your brain will forever ingrain things that you have absolutely no care (laughs) about maintaining them (laughs) in your brain. So uh, everybody that is in our generation, you already knew what the code was for Contra. And how? How do we we still remember that? I can't remember what I did this week. So, But I can remember that from 30 years ago. All right, so uh, how do people find out more about SHP? How do, when's your next build? Uh, You know, somebody that is, they're like, I want to, I want to get involved. I don't know to what level yet, or maybe they're they're you know all in. Tell me when to sign up. Tell me where to be. Uh, how do people find you? How do people connect with your organization? Where are you going to be? Do you have set dates that you do builds on? All sorts of stuff like that. Sure. So uh, the the main website for the entire organization is shpbeds.org. Okay. Org. Um, we're we're one of the chapters. You can go find a chapter and you can go down to and find us on there. Um, we're on Facebook. That's probably where we communicate the most okay. as far as, a, as, a, as our chapter. So that's facebook.com slash SHP Gwinnett Co. Okay. for Gwinnett County. And you can find us right there. There's a link to donate um, that will send you to our Donor Perfect page right from, from Facebook. You can donate to directly to our chapter off of the SHP page, too, mm-hmm. if you navigate to our, our chapter page yeah. there. Um, that'll send you right to our donor perfect. And people who are listening to this, you said there's an Etowah uh, chapter as well. So there's, people that are in other counties, yes, they can look up SHP. What's the main website? SHPbeds.org.org. Okay. Yeah, and and then yeah, if you go down to the you go find a cha- find my chapter or, or locate a chapter, 
um, you'll go down and see all the Georgia chapters. Like okay. I said, there's eight of them. There's one up in Dawsonville. There's one, uh, I think, just outside of Cleveland, uh, in town, Atlanta, Gwinnett County. We're we're well represented. Well, yeah. Georgia Georgians love to serve people. I think is, yeah. is the is the takeaway from that. But yeah. uh, there's a lot of fantastic groups. Um, and the thing is, is you can donate to a specific chapter, or you can donate overall. All the money that you donate to, say Gwinnett County, mm-hmm. stays in Gwinnett County. Mm-hmm. It's it's ours to use to build beds, to provide bedding, and to deliver and make an immediate impact to kids in our community. The other thing was that our next build is coming up on September 26th. Okay. Uh, it's called Bunks Across America. This is the second time we've done it. We had to delay it because of COVID this year. Mm-hmm. It normally falls in June. Um, but every as many chapters as they can across the country are going to build beds on the same day. Wow. Uh, we're going to do it at Lawrenceville United Methodist Church. Okay. Um, probably from 10 to 4, we're working at the exact details. We're going to have a sign-up sheet we have to maintain group social distancing, you know, in the COVID precautions. So I think we're going to do two shifts mm-hmm. and we're going to have sign up. So uh, be looking on the our Facebook page. Uh, we're going to have the announcements made there. But if you want to reach out to us uh, through that, through those channels, we and you just want to, you know, you have a question or you, you, you have some bet, a new betting that you would like to donate mm-hmm. uh, or things like that, we, we can facilitate it through through the Facebook page. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Brian, I know you got a busy Saturday. I do too. I can't believe how busy my Saturday. I tell my <laughs> wife, I'm like, I'll see you tonight. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> leaving. I'm going to show houses. I got a client event. I got, you know, probably another client that I'm gonna have to show houses to after that. So, yeah, we we got busy lives. I'm thankful. Uh, we were talking about where I'm, before we started. I'm thankful to be in Georgia, where uh, we're at least able to stretch our legs a little bit uh, mm-hmm. compared to some other places in the country. So, for those of you who need good stuff to do. Uh, and you've not gone back and listened to prior episodes, um, there's, there's a, that's the whole point of this podcast, to give you an insider scoop on some places to go out and explore, enjoy, and, and make some new memories uh, with the people that you can hang out with right now. So with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Brian, thanks for your time, and I highly, highly encourage you to check out their organization and, and get plugged in in our community. Great. Thank you. Cool. This is the North Georgia Life Podcast. Embrace life where you live.